Want to navigate your way from book idea to bestseller and beyond? You're in the right place. Listen in for interviews with industry experts and inspiring authors who are making their mark in the world of independent publishing. Get ready for down-to-earth, actionable advice and insights from those who know the business best. Welcome to the She Gets Published podcast. Here's your host, best-selling author, transformational book coach, and indie publishing mentor, Lynette Pottle. Hey, hey, my soon-to-be-published author friend, welcome back. It's time to introduce you to another industry expert who's showing up for you with actionable advice. But before we do, I want to send a big shout out to Ashley D for leaving this review over on Apple Podcasts. Lynette's podcast is an incredibly valuable resource for anyone looking to self-publish. In researching the process for my clients, I was surprised to find out how much time it took to find answers to what I thought would be common questions. There's so much mystery around the self-publishing process and Lynette's podcast really pulls back the curtain and shares all the information you only know after going through the process. Save yourself time and a potential headache by having a listen. (laughs) Thanks for taking time to share this, Ashley. I love that you and your clients are finding so much value in the show. And this is a really great time to remind you, listener, friend, that reviews are as important to podcasts as they are books. If you're finding value in the show, it would mean the world if you would rate and review us. It will help other aspiring and new authors to find us and help spread the impact that comes from supporting other women on their publishing journeys. Okay, so back to our guest. Our conversation today is going to take us to the promotion side of publishing. I'm grateful to be able to share the insights of today's guests with you. We met in an interesting way, really. We met through engaging on each other's Instagram posts for probably the last year, maybe two. And then I picked up her book and read it, and I knew immediately that you needed to meet her too. It has taken a bit to coordinate our schedules, but I'm so happy to say that we pulled it off. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of Goody PR and Goody Business Awards. She's the award-winning author of Eight Second PR, New Public Relations Crash Course, and a podcast host whose mission is to magnify good. Meet Liz Kelly. With 20 years of public relations and marketing experience, She's booked thousands of media interviews for clients, including on the Today Show, PBS, CNN, BBC World News, NPR, and in time, the Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, along with hundreds of local TV, radio, and podcast interviews. Her Goody PR agency primarily helps small businesses, authors, and experts with their wow story, which we'll hear more about. She raises brand awareness and ultimately increases sales. Liz is a John Hopkins University Carey School of Business alumni for Baltimore, Maryland, teaching digital marketing at UCLA Extension. She loves her life living near the beach and mountains in Santa Monica, California, and is an autism advocate. Get ready for another value-packed conversation. Here we go. 
Hey Liz, I am super excited for you to be here with us today. And you know, for an author who has a book about eight second PR, it seems like we should start the conversation there. What the heck about eight seconds? What is it, the significance of eight seconds? Well, thank you, Lynette, for having me. And that's a very important question. I, I think a lot of people don't know that the average attention span of an adult is eight seconds. So that's where we came up with our book title. And we say you have to be clear, concise, and compelling and basically get to the point because the attention span of an adult now is a nanosecond. Oh my gosh, is that ever true? <laughs> right? And I find I can even be guilty of that as well. And I try to be really uh, intentional, but I my attention span can can trail off there pretty quickly. So, so knowing that we only have that eight seconds, which might even be generous in some cases, what is a way that we can get our point across or make ourselves compelling in such a short amount of time that's going to help elevate us and, and our books or the projects that we're working on? What I like to encourage authors to do is use something called emphasis statements. And an emphasis statement basically gets somebody's attention by putting something in front of an important point. So for example, you want to say the most important thing to remember, it's the average attention span of an adult is eight seconds. So you have to get to the point. So by saying things like that, I think you can get your story across. And especially you can get that emphasis statement out in eight seconds to get their attention. Yeah, that's really powerful. I like that just positioning that and, and I have to say for those that aren't familiar with their book with your book, like, first off, go get the book. Like <laughs> your book is so rich in content and um, so much juicy goodness in there. If someone hasn't gotten that yet to tide them over until they get the book, because I know they're going to rush out and get it. But that interim step, what would be, I know you talk about a wow story. And so we know we're going to place some emphasis on this first eight seconds, but then the wow story. Can you explain a little bit about what that might look and sound like? When you're an author or an expert or a CEO, you want to stand out as different because there are a million people who have a, um, a facility to help with health issues, or there are a million people who are lawyers. So you have to find a way to stand out with something that makes an emotional connection or makes people think, what is that? I want to learn that. So for example, we got somebody on a TV interview. It was National Dog Training Education Month. So that was kind <laughs> of part of the media hook. But the wow was that the service dog trainer could explain why it takes 120 hours to train a service dog one behavior. Meaning if you have PTSD and you shake your leg, then you can train the service dog to come up to your leg and stop your leg from shaking. And that one little act takes 120 hours to train the dog to do. So it's one of those, aha, I would have never known that moments. That's what your wow story is. And it's specific to you because only you can tell that story. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you know, when we talk about the media, that's it. It has to be a quick hit. It definitely has to be something that's going to draw people in quickly. And PR in general, but certainly media, there's a certain nuance about pitching the media. And I know you're extraordinarily gifted in that area. And I wondered if you might have some tips to help us use that 
wow story, use those eight seconds, but how can we translate that into pitching the media in a way that makes us stand out? Great question. And pitching is hard. And I just want to say that uh, you have to be able to be tough and have a lot of gumption and deal with a lot of rejection when you are pitching the media. So I don't want to say it's easy in any way, but there are some tips in eight second PR and things that can help you stand out. And the subject line is key. So things like media alert in all caps for XYZ outlet gets their attention more than you just sending out an email saying, do you want to interview me? Mm -hmm. So you want to be really clear in this subject line. And then you also want to have a topic. So it's not like interview me because I'm a great lawyer or interview me because I'm a great CEO. It's interview me because I can explain how to start a new business or how to scale a business in six months. The more specific you are, the better. And then you want to have a, a Q&A, like three to five questions that they could ask you during the interview. So your job is to make it really easy for them to see the wow story, see why you're unique, and then have questions. Yes. I love that, right? Because it's always, how can you show up? What's what's in it for me? That's what we're all thinking, whether we admit it or not. I mean, we're, we're all thinking that. And media certainly is no different. It's like, how can you serve the audience? How can you position us well? And the fact of, I think that little nugget about preparing questions, sometimes that's a, a really important detail that gets missed not only are you making it easy for the host to interview you or to say, yes, we want you on the show, it's making it easy for you to tell the story that you want to tell in a short amount of time. Exactly. And sometimes they use the questions and other times they, they use their own. And that is okay. But I try to tell authors, chances are they are not going to read your book. So <laughs> some do. But there's a good chance they're not going to read your book. So you have to hand them the answers and hand them the tools. Yeah, yeah. And is there much of a difference you, from your point of view? Is there much of a difference between, let's say, um, television, when you think about media, and podcast? Is there What's the nuance there? Some differences maybe that our audience could take away. So there's a huge difference between TV and podcast. And one of the big ones is that TV is like lightning speed because you are competing for their precious airtime and their precious real estate. So you're lucky if you get two to three minutes. And I had a client get seven and a half minutes the other day. And I was like, wow, wow you hit the jackpot because that's really long. Now, a podcast, what I love about podcasts is it's usually longer form content. It's usually anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours, but the average is around 30 minutes to an hour. And you can get into a deeper discussion and you can talk to your niche audience. So when you're on TV, you're talking to the world, you're talking to the masses, you're, you're trying to get people's attention who just want to go get their coffee and they're half listening to the TV. But if it's a podcast like this one, she gets published, the audience is authors and you can talk more specifically to that niche. So I love 
both and both are important, but podcasts are very, very powerful. Yeah, they are. And, and then what I love about that that you talk about is because it is so niche, you know, specifically the audience. I think one of the challenges with television is it has to be such a general discussion. Whereas on the podcast, you can get a little more into the nitty gritty and the things that you're really passionate about tell that longer story. So I really love that. So we've talked about, you know, podcasts, we've talked about TV, but are there some other ways that we can use earned media, free ways that we can get ourselves in front of the public, get ourselves in front of our future readers of our book, the people that are waiting for it, but they just don't know yet. You're listening to the She Gets Published podcast with Lynette Pottle. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe. Well, I think we've talked about TV, we've talked about podcasts, but we haven't really talked about print or digital stories. And so there's a couple things you can do. Uh, one, you can pitch the media using the tips that we talked about before, same as, as any other reporter. But a lot of times I'll get a response saying, well, we love this story, but we don't have the bandwidth to write it. Will you write it? So if you are willing to write a three to five tips story about your subject, a lot of times people will take that. And so that is a great way to get your word out and, and also increase your search engine optimization, your SEO, because that's what this is all about is you want people when they go to Google and they search whatever your topic is, you want to come up in the search results. So that's one thing. Now, another way to get uh, in print is to be quoted as an expert. So there are tools like Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, and Quoted, it's Q-W-O-T-E-D, uh, Quoted, where they'll say, we're writing a story about uh, exit interviews, and we want to know tips on what questions to ask. So I have an employment law attorney who wrote a book called The Law at Work, and he answered that, and he was in this feature story that was on fidelity.com about exit interviews. Now, this is something that you wouldn't think is obvious for a placement, but Fidelity has 43 million investors. So that's 43 million potential eyeballs to be on his advice. Yeah, it's huge. And one of the things that I really love, I think it's kind of an exciting time right now when you think about Harrow and Quoted is they're making some changes to their platforms that feel like an upgrade, like helping you to get more direct access maybe to the people that are doing the interview. So it's an exciting time there. Yeah, I love those free tools are always good, always good for sure. And so help us understand as well, like we're all authors here listening to the podcast and there are a lot of authors out there, right? How many books, thousands of books that are released every single day, every single week? And how is it that we can really help our listeners to stand out? We know earned media is one of those things, but there's some other tips I know that you have and that you share in your book. And I'd love to give you the opportunity to to talk a little bit about that with us. I think you know, it's very competitive. The latest research that I've seen is that there are 46 million books on Amazon. And it's really hard to find that number. So yes. you can Google to try to find the latest. 
But the bottom line is, is there are millions of books out there and millions of people competing for the same airtime. And so one of the things you can do is send out regular press releases. Uh, you also want to have a strategy for a book launch. I just worked with an author. We booked 30 interviews for her before the book launched. So we asked everybody, can you try to publish around the book launch date? And about half of them did. And now she's a number one new release in, in different areas. So have a strategy. And then the other tip that I talk about in 8 Second PR is that you can apply for book awards. And we run a book award program that's called Goody Business Book Awards. And the deadline is September 30th. So if you're an author, please go submit your book and nominate it before the deadline. But we also encourage authors, don't just submit to Goody Business Book Awards, submit to multiple book award programs to increase your chances of winning and also be really selective with what category you pick when you nominate your book. Because for example, our program has 50 categories and self-help memoir is probably the most popular. So don't pick self-help memoir, pick something else like personal transformation or motivational, you know, so that there's less competition for the book award. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, we haven't had a super in-depth conversation about book awards. So I'm really excited about this coming up as well, because one of the things I think there's this misconception, we, many of us can feel like, oh, well, someone needs to nominate me. It's like, heck no, you need, you need to be your biggest advocate for your work. And part of that is you're the person that nominates yourself that enters into these book award. Um, I don't know if they're called competitions, but book award events um, that you're the person that's nominating yourself. Exactly. A lot of people do get confused about that because usually if there's an award, somebody is nominating you, but for book awards, you want to nominate yourself and for the Goody Business Book Awards, what we do is we honor social impact authors making a difference with words. So you submit your book, you submit a JPEG of the cover, and then the third thing you submit is one paragraph about how your book is helping other people. And then if you win, that goes on the website and all of our uh, promotions. So you really want to be able to explain your book in a paragraph and submit it to several book awards. And one of the podcasts I was on, the, the host asked, Liz, what do you think is more important to the media, a best-selling author or an award-winning author? Mm. And I thought that was a great question and really is an award-winning author because it's so easy to become a best-selling author now on Amazon. You just have to get in the top 100 rank in a category. So for example, eight second PR in the public relations category, we're usually in the one to 100, which makes us a bestseller all the time, which of course we're grateful for, but it's more important to be an award-winning author because what that means is a panel of judges actually read your book and picked it out of the pile and said, this deserves an award. So that has more credibility now. 
Yeah, I love that. And I think the point going to like best-selling author is a wonderful accomplishment and it's more about marketing than it really is about your book versus an award is judging you on the content of your book or your the design of your book or whatever particular entry you're going in for. So it does have a different kind of significance. And I think it's important to look at that. And I, I came up with the idea of this program because I had authors as clients who wanted book awards. So we did a lot of research. And so you do want to do research when you're picking the program and like I said, apply to more than one. I, I have one person who they won 15 awards. I think that's too many. Whoa. But two to three <laughs> awards it would be fantastic. Yeah, they kind of went crazy with <laughs> submitting to awards. Yeah, but having being selective and I always think about it as kind of like a good, better, best or like you're applying to colleges and you've got like that safe one that feels more like the community college or then you have like the Harvard kind of application. So when you're thinking about choosing whether it's book awards or categories that you're going to compete in or anything like that. I, I think that might be a good rule of thumb is like that good, better, best. I, I love that. That's great. And and you can come up with a chart and, and look at them all. And, but you want to, you want to look at what's the eligibility and what's the deadline because our program, the, the deadline is September 30th and it's an annual awards program. So that's the challenging thing is if you miss that September 30th deadline, then you've got to wait another year. So start researching now, create a <laughs> chart and, and submit your book now, yeah. because a lot of the deadlines are September 30th. Yeah, absolutely. So um, knowing that that's coming up, not that far off into the future as this episode is airing, if folks want to learn more about the Goody Book Awards, um, about the work that you're doing just in general, where's a good place to find out more information? Absolutely. Well, uh, you can go to 8secondpr.com for the book, and it's a how to do your own public relations uh, crash course in eight steps. And then for the book awards, just go to goodybusinessbookawards.com. Love that. So in closing, if you were to think about that message, that eight second message that you want our authors, the community of She Gets Published to know or to remember from this interview, what would be that wow statement or that eight second message that you want to leave our listeners with today? Great question. Well, my mantra for public relations and really for authors doing their own publicity or even if you hire somebody is be patient and persistent and never desperate. Mm. So I'll say it again, be patient and persistent and never desperate because what happens is, is you might have to pitch a reporter 10 times before they say yes, or they may never say yes. And so you just have to keep trying and it is an art. You can't spam them. You can't send them emails every day. You have to space it out like a dance. So that's my mantra and that's my message. I love that. Definitely like a dance. Liz, thank you so much again for being here. I know that folks will be looking you up and we're excited to, to hear about more about your book awards and hopefully some of our listeners may even be award winners. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Lynette. And thank you to all the listeners out there and the authors. You've got this. Just keep going. That's a wrap for this week's episode. 
We can't wait to hear how you put what you learned today into action. Remember, the journey from book idea to bestseller and beyond is within your reach. Keep writing, keep learning, and keep pushing forward on your path to becoming the published author you aspire to be. And for more tips and encouragement to support you on the journey, follow us on Instagram at, at @shegetspublished. On behalf of your host, Lynette Pottle, thanks for being a part of the She Gets Published community. See you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.